All right, we are back with our second uh, discussion of many on the uh, Force Awakens. Um, the first episode, we really talked about uh, you know just our theater experience, a lot of the positive notes that we had um, you know went through in the movies. Though, I mean. Like I said, this is the second of many that we'll talk about The Force Awakens. We've been waiting 32 years for this movie, uh, even you know though we're not that old, <laughs> we've still been waiting that long. And uh, you know, we so are let's that continue. Old. We yeah, are that old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is Casey. This is Chris. And this is Moses. All right. So guys, um, you know, the first episode was a lot of the good stuff. I kind of want to talk about some of the low points. Um, you know, we, we went through a lot of what we liked, but, you know... So this as is Star a Wars, short episode. Right. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> Star Wars, you know, happens to, to go through that, though, you know. Um, there are some low points in even the original trilogy. I know we don't like to talk about them, but they are there. <laughs> so... With the Phantom Menace having such high, high expectations, um, I really kind of want to talk about, like, what are some of the things that you noticed that were maybe uh, not hitting hitting the mark necessarily in this uh, new interpretation of what we've come to love. So who wants to start it off? Or, you know, I can. Um. Well, I mean, my biggest issue, like we mentioned in the last episode, how there's the cycle between stuff and the cycle of the story, maybe some of the pattern of how it was filmed and the, and the formula to the filming. But my biggest issue was actually the um, the Star Killer. Like, you don't need a bigger round spherical thing blowing stuff up. Um, and even if you were going to do that, I just. You know, Star Wars has always bent the rules of, of, of I guess, the laws of physics um, <laughs> with the lightsaber and stuff. But it, it went too far with the whole sucking the sun in and and and, and blasting multiple. Like I don't know, I just that that one felt a little too much to me. I'll I'll tell you something though. Um, it's not out of the realm of what they did in the expanded universe. I mean, you had. World devastators. You had, you had like the in the Krillian trilogy, they were building this huge thing to destroy planets. It's, it's like you said before. It's like the cycle of mythology. Um, I I agree with the fact that yeah, Starkiller Base was was a was a good Death Star ripoff in a massive scale, but it, it's like, what what else can you do that's a threat to the universe? That's, no, I'm, no. Gonna, I'm gonna pose that question to you. No, I don't. I don't mind that. It, I didn't. I didn't like the way it worked. I didn't like how it sucked energy from the sun and then it killed. So, it, it, in essence, it's killing two solar systems because you're killing the one that you just sucked the sun out of. But I mean, you got to think about the look. Think of our planets, or think of a planet compared to how big it is to the sun. And you're saying that it's sucking up the energy. Like, I mean, they maybe could have done some, some like, solar-activated, yeah, it needs to charge up from there and shoot out, and you saw a stream of energy, but it sucks it dry. Like, that's almost too much to me. Like, so you just killed two solar systems just like that. I mean, why would you even suck up the energy to blast the other one when you can just suck up that sun and kill the entire solar system? Because there's yeah. no setting. You know what I, I mean? Like, you I was really thinking the to, same like, blast thing. It and, and another issue with that is, so one of the coolest scenes is, to me, 
Kylo being a badass too is that laser bolt in the in the in the beginning where it just freezes. I was just like, oh shit, you know, mm-hmm. that was cool the way it looked, the way it froze. And was it just me, or did the blasts from the the multiple blasts that went towards the the planet kind of look similar the way they were going? I um, graphic no, I, didn't, I didn't notice that. So that kind of bothered me. Like I was like, oh, they could have made it look a little different. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. But, so that was my big issue. I I felt that there was so much going on. There was It kind of took a back seat. It was like, yeah, this we're destroying planets. We're blowing this stuff up. Um, I You know, we, we really got to kind of see how the New Republic was formed because, like, oh, they just blew up. They just blew up the capital of the New Republic. What does that mean? Was that Coruscant? Da, da, da. But really, you know, if you look into it, it's like it's the Hosean... Uh, Hosean Hosnian system, and Hosnian yeah. Prime is the capital of the New Republic. So, um, I just with it was just such a heavy story that was going on with all the characters that this this threat of Starkiller Base was kind of like uh, all right. What I noticed was like they almost made a joke about it, and it was like. Poe goes, you know, oh, it's it's not the Death Star. It's much bigger. And then Han goes, yep, it's just bigger. They always have a way to blow it up. And I was like, it's it's funny if you were that kind of movie. If this was Spaceballs, it would be it would make more sense that you made a joke about it. But since yeah. you're not being jokey, and this is a serious thing. It just is kind of like a slap in the face of the fans, like, yeah, it's a bigger fucking Death Star, and yeah, it's gonna take the exact same thing to blow it up. And they showed, and they showed the uh, the holographic images of it. It's, it's the like, exact oh, same thing. Oh, oh no, wait, it's here's a Death Star. Oh, here's Starkiller Base. It's just much bigger. <laughs> yeah, was the random question? Was the second Death Star bigger than the first Death Star? No, Maybe. exact same size. <laughs> exact same size. Okay. Yeah, so can, like... Can you prove that? And just like Moses said, it's just sucking up the sun, which seems fucking pointless. <laughs> like, why not just suck the sun up of the places that you want to destroy? Like, it was just like... It was a weird, stupid slap in the face to the fans because it's like, we don't want another Death Star because we don't. And we don't want the exact same thing happening again, but it did. And it was like, so one thing that Chris and I talked about in our comic book discussion was that, and Moses, did you read the comics before I go into this? Because this is No, what's... not yet. They're on my uh, wish list for Christmas. So I'm hoping okay. some of those will be in boxes. Well, one thing, we didn't say spoilers. <laughs> We've already gone down spoilers territory. But... Um, one thing that happens in the comics is that you get the feeling that Poe is a bit Force-sensitive, which means that he also has parallels a little bit to Luke in the sense of being a pilot only, not yeah. no lightsaber shit, whatever. So, like, he does the trench run again and is the only one to do it again. And in the comics you get a little bit of idea that he might be Force-sensitive. I thought that that was just kind of like, eh. (laughs) It's just, no one gives a shit. 
I do like that, uh, and I think we mentioned it in the in the last uh, episode where, um, you know, there's 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 the Force in in different characters outside of Jedi's, and I do even like in the prequels and that you saw it through other things too, like how like Targaryens or whatever they're called, they're they can't you can't do mind tricks on them. Right, uh, Watto. Tidarians, or whatever they're called. Um, Watto's. Tidorians. Yeah. Um, So, like, there's all these these ways the Force works, and, you know, some are, like, a physical Force-using Jedi or someone who can maybe see things into the future or someone who's just immune to that or maybe even someone who just is naturally good at flying or whatever. Um, it's, it's, It's nice to be able to to see that expand in different ways. Um, but that doesn't excuse, again, the trench run and the you know the whole scenario being the same. Yeah, and um, I guess just to kind of go off of that a little bit, as far as, like, the trench run and, and going through it, like, where are the other ships of Star Wars? Where are the B-Wings? Where are the Y-Wings? Where are the transport ships? Like, None of those exist. Only X-wings. Only um, Tie Fighters. That seems like, like what the fuck? Well, like, maybe they're a lot I, more broke, man. Dude, you <laughs> would have said, you, like that was the other thing. It was like the dude goes, um, they send like maybe ten X-wings, right, to go yeah. do this, and the guy, like, they get killed, and then that one puppet dude who looked fucking sweet, the Jim Henson character, was like, oh, that's half our fleet, and I was like. Half your fleet? Where the fuck are you guys? Well, you got you got to re- you got to realize that they also do address the fact that the New Republic fleet was in that system when it got destroyed. I so guess they have like, they have no. I, I understand what you're saying, but like, does does the resistance only have X wings? Is that the only right. thing that like like there's those, no you know, A wings? There's Come no A wings. Like there was a B wing. Like I would, would the B wings were the bombers. Like. They were, right. they were hitting a base that was on the floor. My, my first thought right. was, all right, let's bring exactly. the bombers. Exactly. And instead it's the, you know, because, anyway, yeah. yeah I mean, that no, was, the, see, that's funny because, like, no, the Y-Wings are the bombers. Oh, the Y-Wings, now, sorry. Now they're pushing the B-Wings in Rebels. Like, they just they have this whole, like, like origins thing of what the B-Wing came from. Um, the A-Wings are the fastest ships in the in the, in the in the fleet. Yeah. As you so play where, in where Battlefront. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... And like, where are the TIE Interceptors? Like, why wouldn't a TIE Interceptor go out after the TIE Fighter that Poe and uh, Finn stole? There's two different TIE Fighters in these movies, though. There's Is there? Like, yeah, there's, le- there's, I, I, there's two different levels of them. I forgot what they're called, but um, the First Order has two different types. I mean, oh, okay. hopefully we'll see more in the next ones. Uh, I, one thing I will say is that I did get this impression that you know, when it kind of... I thought they did a good job of at least laying the ground level of what's going on, how the New Republic has formed. Um, but I like how the First Order is like this small group that's decided, let's bring back the quote-unquote Empire style of thing. And so the Resistance is this small group that's saying, we got to stop them before they get going. Um, so to me... It felt a lot smaller than the rebel, you know, from the originals. The rebellion versus the empire was, was much bigger, and I think so. That's something we might 
hopefully see with uh, Rogue One, you know, how it grows. But from the get-go, I personally thought, this is a much smaller team going on here. This is just a bunch of, like, it's like it's like the Rebels when they first started, you know? Um, so that doesn't mean they shouldn't have, like, five X-Wings and five other wings versus just ten X-Wings, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there should have been more. But that makes but that makes no sense at the same time. Like, why, if there's a New Republic, why do you need a resistance outside of the New Republic to fight the First Order? Why is right. the New Republic? Because the Republic not... doesn't want to get involved, supposedly. That doesn't. Again, so I read about that, and that's an issue I have with movies. A movie should be standalone. Yes, it's great to read other stuff, but you shouldn't have to read other stuff yep. to to know what's going on. But according to like the books and the in the, that new encyclopedia, Star Wars encyclopedia that came out, um, the, Repu- the New Republic doesn't want to get involved, and so Leia takes it upon herself to form the yeah. resistance. Well, I mean, now it, now it doesn't matter because now now the Galactic Senate and yes. and a lot of the New Republic is destroyed. <laughs> well, see, I, I, maybe I misunderstood then, but I thought the first place they blew up wasn't that. I thought that was what they were aiming for later, which they stopped. No, from what I read, that what they blew up was the the Hosnian system, and Hosnian Prime is where the New Republic like yeah. has everything, so and that's where the Galactic the next shot supposed to be so like devastating. The next, the next what? What was the next shot going to be? Where were they aiming? That was going to be the Rebel base. Yeah, the Resistance base. They had found their base. Yeah, they destroyed the New Republic in that movie, basically. The fleet, who knows? The fleet might be in space, but they blew up the main planets of that system. Yeah. And the Senate. <laughs> right. Talk about so, death toll right there. Yeah. Let's, um... You mentioned Leia, uh, or General Organa, as she is now known, yeah. in this film. That was actually, like, to be honest with you, the Death Star thing, as soon as I saw it on the poster, I accepted it. I go, okay, it's another Death Star. Yeah, we're doing this. I'm just going to mentally move on from this, even though it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I know what you're saying. Like, what else are they going to do? They'll figure it out. They're fucking yeah. smart-ass writers. They'll do something. They'll do a whole Sith army that can shoot through a planet. I don't know. But <laughs> let's go and touch upon Leia, which was actually one of my biggest complaints about this movie, is that I don't feel that she properly did a goddamn thing. Definitely did not live up to the name of General. Or Skywalker. Or anything. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was actually... I mean, I didn't think about it later uh, during the movie. Thinking about it later. And then again, big spoiler here, but what she told Han, Han, you know, she's like, you're, you know... She goes, oh, Luke was just the teacher. You're the dad. You're the one who can make it. It's almost, I, I felt like she almost killed him. Han was like, I can't get involved, man. He's like, we've lost him. He's dead. You know what I mean? And obviously he should have because of who he is. But it was almost like her saying, you better go do something about this right now. And then that happened. Right, because shouldn't so, shouldn't mother almost have more of a pull for a son? Yeah, that's I should they yeah. both have like a pull. I I I just couldn't really buy in. I bought into the whole Han Solo thing where he like he he left he left what he, he was doing. Yes. He's a scout. No, no, listen. He went 
he went back to his roots because that's what he knew. He yeah. like they went through this devastating thing where they lost their son, whatever. But like it was great to see Han Solo back in that role again because mm-hmm. that you know you know on the path to him dying, it was great to see all right Han and Chewie doing their thing, being roguish, like just like getting in trouble. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, he but then it, it was off, like yeah. he got sucked back into it. And it just felt kind of empty. It was like, oh, yeah, the Han, Han and Leia theme is playing. Da, da, da. It was great to hear that and all. But, yeah, like, what was he going to do besides go and die? Yeah. And my whole thing was, like, their relationship was strained, and, and I got it. I did get an emotional tug when they hugged. I definitely did because, yeah. come on, the music's playing and everything. But, like... You are somebody who is not going to leave the Hoth base as it's crumbling down around you. You Don't wouldn't have gone base. out. Huh? They call it the Hoth base. And I, I want to say something about that because it's like, did they ever address that it was Hoth? Because I think that would have even made it a little bit better if they did. I'm talking about an empire, dude. Oh, and okay, okay. I'm saying I like... Starkiller base. No, 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 no. I'm saying like in the Hoth base in, in Empire, she was letting it crumble down around her. And in this movie, like where was she a general? Where was she that brash person who goes, I'm not leaving? You know what I mean? Like I'm not giving up on our son. What did you do for the last 20 years? You know what I mean? Like where are you like that Asian dude and that puppet in Poe Dameron are like, hey... Um, this is how we attack this base. Um, how about you go and talk to the lady who's fucking taken down two Death Stars? Like, why are any of those lines belonging to anyone but Leia? Like, that sure. made no sense to me. I'm pretty sure she just followed the normal Carrie Fisher uh, path down the dark side. You know, it's like <laughs> drugs and alcohol. But, um... Death sticks and... Yeah. And, and bloom milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I'm being serious. It's like, don't call her General Organa when she's not the the fucking person who who saves the two dudes from the trash compactor. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't do anything brash. Like, if it was the real Leia, she wouldn't have asked Han to go save her son. She would have went with him. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Fact. She's like, like I'm that's coming a with fact. you. We're doing this yep. right now. And, and like, that's my biggest complaint. But if they both would have went... Maybe it would have saved Ben, but just setting his father, who he hated, who he felt total resentment towards, allowed him to just murder him and just move on. You know, I it's mean, like, that's for a, a standpoint of a script and a functional script. I'm just yeah. saying. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like I understand, like what was going on, or you know, her and him go, and then on she's like, Han, go get him on this platform. And then it happens. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Even if she didn't go because she had to do what she had to do, that would have well, been Well, then show fine. her the being is, a general. Yeah, exactly. Like, show, show us why she couldn't leave. Show us how she's managing everybody there. And if she left, they might have lost the war. Because yes. they needed yes. her because she's the fucking general. She's done this a bunch of times. She needs to be there. So that's fine. She doesn't have to go. Show us why she didn't go. Right. I have. I want to interject with this as well. Um, her her path actually follows a lot of the same similarities as as she did in the in the expanded universe. She didn't. She didn't so much develop her Jedi skills. Um, she didn't follow that path. So 
you know, there was a lot of speculation, like, did Luke train, like, try to train a new Jedi Order, which we know now he did. Um, why wasn't Leia part of that? Why, why did she allow her career as, you know, you know, in a New Republic, um, you know, like, maybe like her mother did, like, she was so obsessed with, like, politics and just trying to do the right thing. But why, 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 why wouldn't you try to develop a little bit more and just try to understand like your your roots? You know, I that's a that's another thing. Like maybe they'll explain a new canon at some point. But it's, we don't know if she didn't. Maybe she did. I mean, well, she feels Han there, died. No, uh, yeah, like that's she, a connection to the Force. That's a, exactly. but well, like we just said before. Like you don't have to be a Jedi to feel a connection to the Force. You, yeah. it, it roots back to like a new hope where everybody's like, "Oh, may the force be with you. May the force be with you." Da, da, da. Um, so it, it's just it, it's it's interesting to just kind of like step back and see. Well, you know, Hanalei had a son. He went into the into this new Jedi Order. It all fell apart. So why why wasn't she more involved in it? But you know, now we see that she decided to take the more political route. Like, like you know, her maybe. If you want to look at the roots of her mother, you know. Yeah, but I mean, the like the Clone Wars, the animated series. I mean, we're not saying Leia needs to to run around and get her, get herself into trouble like uh, I mean, Dala was doing it in in that series, which is canon, obviously. Um, but even in that, there's so many episodes that are just her standing up in in the you know within the pol- politics and standing up and having conversations and doing all these political agendas, not only the action scenes, but just the scenes where she's, you know, involved in that. And so, you know, they just, I, I feel like they should have showed her doing more of that. She I guess. felt like the old senile person that they just had to have to <laughs> It's also been stated that episode eight is more of a Luke and Leia story, so maybe we'll see more, more of a growth of her character. Um, yeah. But you know who knows? I just I think that the concentration on on Ray being such a strong female character, um, I guess maybe they didn't want to overshadow that with Leia. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. There's a lot of people, and I think we're going to talk about this too. Is how uh, Captain Phasma wasn't really in it that much. Yeah, that's next. <laughs> and so, but yeah. that's like think about movies like the second Amazing Spider-Man or the third Spider-Man and how what happens when you when you put too many characters and too many big characters in a movie. You start losing it. And again, this was passing of the torch. It's showing you the characters. Phasma's not dead. She's around and she's going to have a much bigger role, I'm sure, next one. And so they're just like, you know, they have to focus on who the big ones are because if you start focusing on too much of that and too much of this, then you're just going to get you know, it's going to dilute the story. It's, you're going to you're going to start losing even it's just way too much. And that and, goes back to the idea that that this movie was kind of like a role playing game where these new characters came across the old characters. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think now that now that um you know Jesus. everything has been introduced and and you know the characters have been introduced, we, we yeah, like you said, we're going to get more Luke and. Definitely more Luke. Hopefully more Leia next one. We'll get more Phasma. We'll get more Snoke. Hopefully, who knows? Well, I wanted to, yeah. Before we go down that road, um, that was actually one thing I wanted to talk about is that we're saying a lot of things about 
well, in the expanded universe, this happens. And in episode 8 and 9, this is going to happen. That's actually another complaint of mine is that this film kind of needs a lot of, like, other things in order to enhance it. Like, we are... It's not like the original Star Wars where the movie ends, the celebration scene goes on, done. And granted, George Lucas didn't know if there was going to be another Star Wars, but, like, that movie is a... The Death Star, we did it, we saved the day. This movie is over. It would have been fine if it never exists. You know, there's no sequels after that. And obviously in... In return, uh, sorry, in Empire Strikes Back, we need to know what's going to happen next. But even at the end of that, there's an ending. You know what I mean? Like Luke gets his hand chopped off. He learned his dad died, but like, I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going to happen next. It's not so much of a cliffhanger. Not only does this movie end on a cliffhanger, but it's like, I feel like we have to like Max von Sydow's character. Like, how does he know Kylo Ren and the Solo family and Luke Skywalker? How does he have the map? We have to figure that out. Where is Captain Phasma going to show up? Is Kanata going to be back again? Like, there's so many things that, like, I don't like when we have to say, well, in episode eight, we'll get that explained to us. It's like, there's not, there's a lot of other things that we have to really get explained to us and, and kind of figure it out without, like, you know, I'm going to have to read 20 comics and all these books and all this other shit, like, in order to even get, like, an explanation as to, why is J or sorry, I almost said Jason Solo. Why is Ben, you know, so mad and killing his dad and going to Snoke? And I feel like, you know, that's the problem is like you're trying to get all these people in, but you also want to bring them into the next movie. But like, there's just a lot of stuff that needs to be explained that they couldn't do because of time and whatever. But here we are, and it's like. Ugh, like I wish you we did, we didn't have to say oh Captain Phasma will have a bigger role in the next movie so I guess that she had a shitty role and this one's okay. Yeah, I, I you know I you and I kind of had this discussion the other day where is it is it okay to kind of just leave things the way they are? Um, is it is it like say like. Say they took Max von Sydow's character and said, "Oh, this is like Ezra or Kanan, you know, like somebody who we knew from New Canon." Which would um, be awesome. Which would be awesome, but at the same time, they stated originally that they weren't going to do that. They wanted to have this kind of be a new, a new development, you know, a new uh, jumping-on point for new fans. Is it is it okay for us to think, "Oh, wait, um, in Episode Eight, um, is Ray's Luke, you know, Luke's." daughter or who right. who is she um, there's just like these and like you were saying like oh I want these books now I want to know what happens well you know do That's we why want that doing it. <laughs> do we want that before we watch episode 8 and 9 like how much do we want to have to read um, and to really understand what's happening in the movies or can they just act as companion pieces to kind of help build that universe as we um, as we approach episode 8 because I really don't think that they're going to reveal as much as um, we want them to before, you know, within two years. But they'll give us, like, kind of how they did on, like, the Journey of the Force Awakens. They give us hints um, to what was going to happen in this movie or how characters, who these characters were that were going to show up in the movie. I mean, you've got, like, the, the Constable Zuvio character who has his own short story based on him who hardly even, like, it was supposed to show up in this movie. 
doesn't show up in this movie is, is, is warming is warming the pegs in the stores as a toy. They made a six inch figure out of him, you know, opposed to say like Mass, you know, like it it it's very strange um, how the final product comes out opposed to let's say like we as fans either expect or want um, from it. There's also there's I mean in a in not a Star Wars but filmmaking perspective, there's two different kind of trilogies. I mean, there's obviously the, I mean, there's, there's a third trilogy, but the movies when they're unrelated, like Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2. I mean, you know, it's, you just have the same characters, different stories. But there's, there's, there's two different kind of trilogies the way the old ones were, the originals, where, you know, each story's kind of standalone or not. But then there's this trilogy that's the, it's not really a trilogy, but a giant story split into three. I mean, think of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was exactly like it. It's a cliffhanger at the end. Nothing gets resolved. Half the characters don't even have a big, you know, they get a bigger role later on. Um, and, you know, those movies were amazing. Of course, they were also based on an amazing book, but it was one yeah. big story. So while it, this might create a lot, of pro, a lot of questions and a lot of annoyances, we need to. I, I. That's how I'm seeing it. I need. We need to accept it like it's like that, and judge it when we see it completed all the way through, and then see it as a whole and see like, does it make sense now? Was did, did we get what we wanted from every character from every part of the story? Obviously, there's always going to be more because it's Star Wars and it's huge, and that that gives a, that does give the you know the opportunity for more books and more TV shows and more. Um, I mean, like you know, there's. Side note, and I really think we should discuss this. Luke started a Jedi Academy. There can be tons of stories with freaking Jedi's out there. You know what I mean? Until you know, shit. Kylo killing them is a prequel in its own, a prequel to the sequel of the other prequel or whatever. <laughs> but, there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying. Like, it seems like this one, and we mentioned it in the, in the last episode too that. Uh, um, Disney kind of has an outline of what's going on. And so for for the sake of the bigger picture, some things have to be, you know, told in a certain order, in a certain way, and, you know, we'll see it. Now, when we see the whole thing, if if we can look back and be like, oh, well, they totally could have done that and ended it like this, then that's a different story. But clearly something much bigger is going on here. I mean, there, there's more to, you know, to to Luke and Snoke and, and, and Kylo and Ray and I think more to the force as a whole. Um, like it just it something feels different in the title, The Force you know, Awakens, um, just felt different than it. it wasn't just about the good versus the bad. It was like there's something going on with with just the the force in itself, and who knows how big that is, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know, we'll see, I guess. I, th I think the important thing to also realize is that um, we're looking at 32 years after Return of the Jedi, after yeah. the last movie that was put out. Yeah. There was 20 years, at least 20 years, of expanded universe material that went out. Um, so there, there's so much time... That I, you know, if you look at if if you look at the release dates of these new books that are coming out, they're they're coming out next year, but it's like there's nothing really else announced. There's a book called New Republic Bloodlines, which happened six years before The Force Awakens, which I 
which I have a feeling will have a lot to do with kind of introducing what happened with like with with uh, Ben's fall and that whole family dynamic. Um, but at the same time, it's interesting to to note that only that book and the two follow-up novels to Aftermath are coming out. Um, so for now, for now. But um, like I said before, I think they're just gonna let like kind of like the mystery, like the mystery of what's happening with these movies happen, and not not give us too much into it. Um, because it's it's important to realize like where they were when the expanded universe ended. It was just about you know thirty to forty years after Return of the Jedi. Um, so they had all that time before that to tell those stories. Now they've set this point in the star in the in the new canon Star Wars universe where we know this has happened. So now they're like, all right, well we can we can build from that and just go into uh, the mythos and, and and the new storytelling. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Um, I mean, you know, good points all around. It's kind of like. We have a lot of things that are going to fill in some of those blanks. We also have a lot of things that the movies are kind of just going to wait to have the blanks filled in with, you know, expanded shit, um, which is fine because I'm excited to read all that stuff. Uh, and, you know, there's only a two-hour movie. They don't have six hours to tell me the story that I want to see. <laughs> so I'll no. read the comics on top of it. Yeah. Uh, I have... A I have a really big question. Um, so, you know, like, in the original trilogy, there was always humans in the first movie. There was humans in the second movie. And then in Return of the Jedi, they're like, oh, let's introduce these alien species. All right? So, in in this, in, in The Force Awakens, we get, you know, we have the return of Admiral Akbar, We have the return of Ninnam. But, you know... As much as as much as I love these characters, it's like you have this. Where the fuck are the Twi'leks? That's that's we have these. You have this great alien species that was supposed to be um, a major a major role in the rebellion. Has been pushed in the Clone Wars. Um, pushed in rebels. Pushed in rebels. But where, what the fuck, man? What about the Gungans, man? No Gungans. Uh, Gungans were wiped out. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Else no, but seriously, that. like, like there's all these species, but like, don't don't any of these guys have like involvement in the re like the resistance? It was a little weird now that you say that because like they're a big part of Star Wars Uprising as well. Like both of our characters are Twi'leks. Um, the, and there's the a Jedi Twi'lek smuggler. Now. Well, there's that Twi'lek who got a lightsaber when yeah. they said Uprising wasn't going to have lightsabers. Um, well, wasn't the Darth Maul race in in, in Uprising too? Dorthromir. Yeah, they're in, they're in there. They're in there. I mean, so yeah. I mean, but I mean, like Zebrex. Well, at the same time, though, you don't want to make it. One thing that bothered me with the prequels is there was a, there was adding all these in and it started feeling like cameos. Oh, let's add this in here, you know, like especially during the political conferences. Wow, no I mean, shit, yeah. But so, like, you know, maybe it's, a, and I agree, they could have, they definitely could have expanded a little more than what it was. But with at the all same the time, you don't want to start putting things in just to make, just for the sake of putting it in, because then, then you do start feeling like, like it's a cameo. No, I, I, I don't, I don't really 
I don't really understand that because as much people as much as people was bitched about there not being enough female characters in Star Wars, so they did that. But the whole idea of the Star Wars universe is that there's all these different races. You know, yeah, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to not to leave out one of the biggest races that had to do with the like helping form the rebellion against the Empire and, and fight. It just it's weird to me. Not, not just not even just one. <laughs> there should have been a Twi'lek and a Maskin at this place. What? There should have been a Twi'lek just flying a goddamn X-wing. <laughs> what race is Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Uh, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't. She's not a Twi'lek. I don't know. She's not at all. I don't. No, they're very similar race. to. Yeah, they're... I didn't see that race in there either. No. So maybe maybe they're all wiped out. You know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean. I mean, because there's the Cocoon, there was that race, there was, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, you're right, actually, there's so many races that, that's just the one thing I really enjoy the with the, the Clone Wars animated, like, they're everywhere, there's just, yes. like, yeah, yeah, now that you mention it, that's, that's actually an interesting thing. The idea of, uh, the idea of a universe is that there's planets with different people, so it's like, the, that's my argument, it's like, I don't want to see human characters, I don't want to see Greg Gumberg. <laughs> It's like I, you know, that well, was the weird. Come on, everyone wants to see Greg Gumberg. Whatever, but it, it was just like, it was like, whatever. Yeah. It was just kind of, it was disappointing, and from my my standpoint, from as much as they built up a new canon. So let's go, um, Moses, and I agree with you, Chris. Uh, Moses touched upon Captain Phasma. Oh God. And, um, you know, the Boba Fett of, of uh, <laughs> Force Awakens. Worse. I would I would say I would personally say worse. What do you think, uh, Moses? Um, I understand why they didn't focus on her too much. Like I said, I think if you put too many big characters you start to convolute things. Right. Mm-hmm. But for the little that they did put of her I think they could have done a little better job. I think they could have made her, yes, a little more badass, a little more um, dangerous feeling instead of just uh, someone in the background. And they don't have to focus too much, but you know, even one scene can make her feel more badass. Than it doesn't need to, to dwell too much on her character. And they, yeah, they can leave that for later, but. You know, she's just supposed to be this badass that kind of just gets captured and used really quickly, and that's it. Here's my question. Is she supposed to be, or because she looks, because the design is so cool, was it drawn up in her heads that she was going to be badass? Because well, she's a leader. I mean, you would think that a, 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 someone in that position is good at what they do. Or they're just, another, or they're just another soldier. You know, Chris, that's... No. no, you don't get that fucking suit. Yeah, I I, I understand completely. No, 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 I I don't. But what I'm like we've said like the not to make it too convoluted, but the thing about it is like she's not dead, so we know that she'll probably come back. My oh, yeah, my 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 favorite thing about it is like the people who paid like sixty dollars plus for that action figure. Who is like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing, and then she's in the, she's in the movie for like a total of five minutes. <laughs> There's a lot I of think... that though. There was the, the 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 pilot. What's his name? Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the, that was the only. I thought, you know, the Jeb the Jeb Porkins of this movie. Figure, 
you know, there's a wow, few of them. I thought he was going to be a bigger character. I mean, oh, yeah. literally one <laughs> shot of him. Yeah. Um, with Phasma, I was, uh, I was thinking, like, you come down that bridge with all the other stormtroopers, shoot somebody in the fucking face, or yeah. make Finn shoot somebody. You know what I mean? Like, that makes him, like, want to really quit. You know what I mean? Like, if you would have made, like, Captain Phasman goes, you're going to kill these people. And then that other stormtrooper was like, stick with me, kid. You know what I mean? I'll protect you. And then, you you know, he puts his hand up and bleeds on him or whatever. But if you would have saw a line with Captain Phasma or a shot of Captain Phasma, like, killing somebody, like, you would have been like, oh, damn. Or, like, Captain... No, no, sorry, sorry. Well, I was going to say real quick is, why didn't we have Captain Phasma have that fight with Finn with the um, the vibro baton? Like, that right there would have established her as one of the most badass fucking characters in Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be something simple, like, you know, where maybe she has, like, no mercy. She sees, like, no weakness. So she could be walking and seeing one of the stormtroopers, like, kind of hurt reaching out for her and she shoots a stormtrooper she's just like, yeah you're just that's it one two second scene and you're like damn she's freaking merciless she's so they i mean yeah hopefully we'll see more of the next one but it doesn't mean that for the few you know minutes that they used her here they couldn't have changed it again i didn't really have a problem with that i obviously wanted more but i wanted minor nitpick minor nitpick yeah something I, to talk about I don't know if it's a minor nitpick because it was just like all of a sudden like the she just got, got she got it was the marketing yeah. and then she just got pwned and they used yeah. it, like putting in the the trash compactor was just a joke to like <laughs> relate back to New Hope. It was funny, but at the same time it was like oh this is how it's gonna go down. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if she would have fought Finn on that planet, still got shot by the bowcaster, but her armor is so badass that it just protected her. Um, that would have, I think that would have really clinched it. You know what I mean? I think that would have been a cool scene. But anywho, let's go into the next topic of contention, which is the Wrath Tars, um, which is what Han Solo was uh, smuggling on his his big ship, which I can't remember the name of it right now, but um. What did you guys think of those? Because that right there was a huge problem on the internet. I've been I've been hearing it on podcasts, reading it on forums. People did not like those uh, Dungeons and Dragons Eye of the Behemoth creatures. I what was I, didn't, I never even thought about it. So CGI. It was a cool scene. I didn't CGI. have any problem with it either. I, yeah. I don't understand. It was it was like it showed it showed where Han Solo was at the point of his life. He was smuggling, smuggling something, and it ended up being these crazy aliens. And so it also, what's the, what's the issue with the internet? They're saying the CGI was bad. CGI, like, you have all this practical effects, and then you have like this CGI that pulls you out of the movie because it's so unbelievable. It's a science so. fiction movie. <laughs> what do you? What hey, do you, man. Well, listen, I, 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 I also believe that eighty percent of the internet are a bunch of idiots. So, I mean. I mean, come on. Second that. I mean, come on. It's like you're gonna find something to bitch about, so you're gonna find find that scene. But I I thought it was interesting because it was like you have these two factions that board the ship. They're both like quipping with Han Solo. They're like one of them is all the characters from the raid. <laughs> yeah, 
you got the Guavian Enforcers. It was just like Gavin it was Death Squad. It was so it was a cool scene, and then just releasing them. Um, also, also when Ray is like, okay, I'm just gonna shut the door. Like it started to really show how she had like that that force sensibility. It's like, oh, can you really time it like the, who could time it like that? And it, it, I had no problem with it because it was fun. It was like the first like action scene with Han Solo and Chewbacca, and it was just kind of like. I guess maybe maybe I was more overwhelmed with the the reappearance of those two, but Probably. it was it was fun. No, I I agree. I, I think as a scene, I thought it was excellent. It was very fitting for who Han is. You know what I mean? He's like dealing with some other smugglers or pirates or whatever they are. Um, it had a character. Everything was good about the scene as a whole. And as far as CGI goes. I, it didn't stick out. You know, there, there's stuff I see uh, in movies where I was like, that just did not look good. And to me, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it on a big screen, on IMAX. I'm, I'm in the, it did not look bad. I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that people were talking about this. Well, people, um, you know, I'm just bringing up a point. I understand, I and, you know, we're going to come into this yeah. now. The CGI was with, with, uh, with Snoke. And that didn't bother me, but for other reasons, which we'll talk about. But I understand why people thought about that. Now, as far as this goes, yeah, I, that, this, I didn't think the graphics were bad at all. I thought that was a pretty, like, holy shit, better run. We can, yeah. um, we can go into Snoke. Yeah, apparently, apparently my blackout has continued because um, maybe it should. But, yeah, let's, let's talk about Snoke because I really want to hear what these complaints are because I... I still don't really understand what people Supposedly have Supposedly the graphics don't, don't look good, the CGI for how Snoke looks. I Supposedly. Can, I personally thought that the CGI for Snoke was horrible. I, I, well, not horrible, but I thought that it was 19... Sorry, 2002 level of graphics. I thought that Gollum from Lord of the Rings looked better, and I thought that if you're going to have Andy Serkis, of all people be a character who is like a fucking all motion capture character, then you get Andy Serkis to do it because Yeah, but you got hired go for and, a trilogy, so you know he got hired for a trilogy, for, for, but like you know what I mean? so there's gonna be more to him. Yes. Um, you're talking about a holographic holographic image. So my yeah, my I, I didn't think it was bad. I will agree it looked off at first. I didn't think it was bad. I was like that kind of looks weird. And then I noticed it was a hologram, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, it was... And it's also, like, you know how, like, in those old B-movies, like, you know, now they just create a giant creature, but back then they were just using a normal-sized creature magnified, and you can tell it's a toy that's been magnified 20... You know what I mean? And to me, it had that kind of feel. Like, it didn't look right because he's not really that big. And so it, it looked off. It, it, the, the hologram had a, a different kind of look to it too. And as soon as like you know the hologram appears, it just clicked. It all made sense. And personally, I didn't. I kind of. I want to see it again. I like the way he looked. Um, but you know, it's like when you see that scar on his face. You know, it's either a, a scar from a laser bolt or a lightsaber or something. Right. That's a normal human size because if the scar was that big, and he was that big. What the hell? Did the Death Star blast his face or something? 
And so like, I think a look like that is what makes it feel off. But once you realize that it's a hologram and that it, he indeed is probably, you know, normal sized or maybe they make a joke out of it and he's like the size of a cockroach or something. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, Wizard of Oz style. I understand like that's a hologram and that's part of the reason why I was kind of like, okay, I accept it. It's It's off because it's a projection. But I feel like, yet again, we already had the discussion earlier, I have to accept Captain Phasma's role, and I have to accept Snoke's role, that in Episode Eight they'll really get their chance to shine. Yeah. But they I... didn't get to do it in Episode Seven. Like, they did they really even need, you know, Andy Serkis to do that scene? I, I don't know I, if I believe so. I think that you need to realize that Star Wars is bigger than Andy Serkis. We love Andy Serkis for what he has done in the last, whatever, like 10, 15 years, whatever, you know, but at the same time, it's it's almost like a privilege that he's in this movie. So it, he'll take the role because you know it's going to expand down the line. So we can we can argue that, yeah, maybe maybe it should have been, maybe he should have played like a, like a motion capture monster or something where he could really like do his thing. But at the same time, it's like, what will Snoke develop into? And that's that's kind of what you have to look yeah. at. I mean, it was the same with the Emperor. I mean, first of all, was the Emperor even in Episode 4? No. He was only in 5 no. as a hologram. I mean, in 5 was a hologram of his face. Which was shitty tell. at first. Exactly. It was And it was warped, and you couldn't tell what's going on because it was all wrinkly, and it was like a shadow. And then you... So it's like this the, the same deal. Like, you're not supposed to kind of really know who he is because that's for a later story. I mean... It's you know it's no different than than anything else even in other movies you know what I mean like again going back to Lord of the Rings you see this eye glowy eyeball thing you don't really see his body and until the very end and, um, and so they they have to give some mystery now again is the question that he looks off or that's bad CGI I didn't think it was bad CGI but some people think it's bad some people thought that scene with Han was bad CGI. Maybe that's just something I, I didn't notice personally. I mean, I was again. I've only seen it once, and I was super happy and overwhelmed with what was going on. So maybe upon a second and third viewing, I'll start noticing these things. But <laughs> as of my first one, I I didn't notice any of those problems. I think what it is is that the CGI compared to say like a Weta, who does Lord of the Rings, who does the Planet of the Apes movies. When I see like Caesar who looks like a goddamn monkey, <laughs> and you see Snoke, you know, like, that's it. Like, Caesar all day looks like a monkey come to life, whereas Snoke is a hologram projection, whatever. Those Rathtars don't even look as good as the stuff in Avatar, which is Weta, which was six years ago. These are nitpicks, because I actually don't give a shit, but I'm just saying... <laughs> In the first place, I don't want to see CGI in my Star Wars movies anyhow. So. Well, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon looks sweet. So some well, is yeah. needed. I understand where some is needed. I mean, you got to do it no. sometime, but... And it, it enhances it. It's yeah. correct. You're correct. But, I mean, it's nitpicking, and, you know, as we said before, I, I think we really need to see the whole the whole story as a, as, as a whole trilogy, you know, and just eventually look back and be like, you know what, maybe... You know, maybe, 
maybe this is exactly why Snoke looked this way. But but maybe it's also because he's so big. You know, he portrays himself to be this grand, like this grand leader. His hologram's big. You're getting like this really like um, magnified view of him. So it it might just who knows? That's what I, I was thinking. Well, yeah, that's I mean, I like, that's why he's doing it is to be intimidating. Yeah. No, but that's what's creating the weird look. It's just well, like he's projecting think of it, himself think of like at a, a t- fifteen. Think of it like 12. a TV, man. Uh, you know, you take something that's a sixty-five. You know, now the 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 quality of film is is so good when you project it. I mean, it's it's going to be fine. But you know, if you were to project something that would normally be on an IMAX on something that's twenty times the size of an IMAX, it's going to look distorted. It's going to look un you know unfocused. It's going to lose its quality. And so maybe that's what's going on. I mean, still could be three feet tall. <laughs> that would be funny. Something maybe Lucas would have done in the prequels. So let's talk about um, <laughs> the other CGI character, Mas Kanata. Awesome. What are your thoughts? I liked it. Yeah, no oh. issues. CGI didn't bother you? No. Okay. See, you know, as much as I say I don't want to see CGI in a Star Wars movie, it's it's it is the times. If they do it correctly, Maskinata as a puppet. No. No. I just don't see fluid movements like that from a puppet. I mean, Yoda is a pretty good fucking puppet in the original trilogy. True. It's a, it's a decent well, puppet. It's a decent puppet. Thing and pulls things out and stuff. Still a puppet. I personally think that Maz Kanata could have been done as a puppet or a little person in a suit, personally. Yeah, little person. Do I complain about the CGI? No, but I do believe that it could have been done a different way, personally. I was actually impressed with the eyes, and I think maybe when that she was takes their off decision, her goggles, she could have been better. Yeah, wait, what? When she takes off her goggles, I think she looks better. Yeah, but I think maybe that's the reason they went CGI. I mean, the... Yeah, like when she did, like it was kind of creepy, but there was also a lot of you know emotion and realism in that. Um, maybe something they couldn't accomplish to that extent with a puppet. I mean, obviously there's a choice they got to make it, but that's another thing that I'm just going through the people making you know complaints here. Yeah. Um. All right. So another complaint is. Well, I got two major ones, and this is how we'll round out the rest of this episode. And you guys can tell me which one you want to touch upon. Ray um, and her powers of the Force. Han's death. I'm rolling my eyes right now since this is an audio <laughs> thing. <laughs> to both Just of so those. you guys know on iTunes, Moses rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me let me mention the Ray thing because I, the first time I watched the movie, I was kind of like, okay, um, this is kind of cheesy, but at the same time, Star Wars is cheesy, so I can accept that. Um, and we if, all do have to remember this: Star Wars if, is cheesy. Oh yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. It's like yeah. this is not some. This is not some great like. This isn't fucking, um, you know, dead poets society people. Like, no, <laughs> like you have to, you have to put it into the context of what it there's, is. There's more to it. Man. Oh, we just lost him. <laughs> we just lost him. 
He was so frustrated by the force. <laughs> he slammed his phone down. Uh, go on, what you're saying. Yeah, what I'm going to say about Ray is that when I watched the first time, I was like, really? This is like how it's going to happen. She's just going to like be able to use the the Jedi mind trick. But at the same time, it's like, what what would not... Say, say that she was taken away from the Jedi Temple when she was younger. So... Like maybe she did start to develop her mind, like her her uh, her powers at that point. I I don't yes. know. I think it's coming back to her. I mean, that's why I want to see it again. But I think in that scene, uh, she's supposed to be like five or seven, and she seems to be wearing what is robes. And it's that scene where Kylo is basically taking everyone out. So that means she was being trained. That goes into the theory that I personally believe she's Luke's daughter as well. You don't think so? Well, what I was going to say is she's wearing the same clothes as she does in the flashback. She's, she oh. doesn't wear any different clothes. She's a grub. I'm we- I've, been, I've seen it three times. She doesn't wear different clothes. It's the same clothes. It's just, what, a five-year-old wearing those clothes? <laughs> no, when she's a five-year-old, she's on uh, Jakku, but she's not wearing any, She's wearing mildly different clothes then, but she's not wearing a Jedi robe at no, all. No, 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 supposedly, that's why I gotta, so, when she's having that, the vision, the flashback. Yes. There isn't a, a five-year-old girl there. There Seeing is when she's on Jakku. No, there's not. There's normal Ray who went, she's wearing the same clothes that she did when she touched the lightsaber. No different. Hmm. Well, I Just watch, watch it again. again. Yeah, watch anyway. it again. I mean, I guess one of the theories going on is that she was, maybe she could have been involved in that and was trained. I mean, if she is indeed Luke's daughter, then clearly she grew up being trained and whatever they did to have her, like, clearly there's a lot more mind thing yeah, going on with, with, the, with the Force. So maybe there's, like, some kind of mindy race there. Um, but also, like, I was thinking about that. Come on, Luke doesn't know any of that stuff. And then five minutes into being on the Millennium Falcon, he's wearing a blindfold and blocking laser bolts. Exactly. I mean, like, once you realize that it's there and that you can manipulate it, and if you're Force-sensitive the way the Skywalker family is, um, if she's a Skywalker, but, you know, whether you're a Skywalker or not, if you're Force-sensitive, and then it clicks and you understand it, then I feel like it just goes, you know, it's, it's not that difficult. Until until you read New Canon, and you read Heir to the Jedi, where he is super frustrated because he can't seem to develop his Force powers. Cool. And Luke. And since he's supposed to be the most powerful Jedi ever, apparently. When does those take? When do those take place? By the way, takes know. place between um, the book takes place between four and five. Okay. Uh, right after, right after the Death Star gets blown up, right after. Um, so it's like. If she is of the Skywalker lineage, then yes, maybe it can be explained that her powers are that you know that advanced. But at the same time, not even Luke Skywalker could do the things that you know he wanted it to do. He couldn't so, wield force all the time. What I'm thinking is Kylo Ren's pushing on her with his mind, and it opens him up. And in that time, she absorbs his thoughts, right? She already knows that he is thinking that he's not as good as Vader, 
I wouldn't be surprised if she sees some of his force shit come through. One of them being manipulation. You know what I mean? It's such a small little thing, but if he already had his mind open to it, she's yeah, kind of she, like... She um, saw what he was doing to her and basically learned out of yes. adaptation. Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what I think it is, is that for that brief however time where they're fighting back with each other is that she she takes it and then pushes it back on him and then she uses it on Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome by the way. Like, that is that, very that's like awesome. Was like, hey, I just want to be part of this movie, man. I don't have to sh- you don't have to show my face. Just give me yeah, a he was shooting movie. Skyfall uh, ne- or, uh, Spectre like at Pinewood and he was just like I always wanted to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> But there's also the thing is, um, and it's weird, but Luke seemed a little more oblivious to what the, I mean, episode four as a whole, the force was a little more of a mystery. It was a little more of something that died off 20, 30 years ago or whatever it was, 19 years ago. Excuse me. And one, one second, I'm sorry. But remember how in this movie that nobody knows about the Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, no, they know about the Jedi, but it's a myth. She knows that there's the force. I mean, it's different. Well, it's like when they mention the force to her, she, mm-hmm. she's like, okay, I've heard about this. I guess it's real. When they, when they mention the force to, to Luke, it's just like, oh, there's this thing called the force. He has to explain the force. Nobody has to explain what the force is to Ray. She knows what the force is. She just never thought it was real. At least that's, that's the. That's I mean, the he does have a point. You know what I mean? Like, Luke was like, let me tell you, the Force is this thing that's from here to here, and you feel it like this, and blah, blah, blah. And so Luke was being introduced to what the Force is. Because he was just like this kid living on some desert, you know, Jacku. planet that, that was <laughs> Jakku part one. But he also, he also had an um, extremely powerful Jedi Master to teach him. So that's, that's, that's the thing, too. It's like, so can you say that Rey learned the Force from Kylo Ren? Versus Luke learning the force from Obi Wan Kenobi, who is a a thousand times more powerful than Kylo Ren. So I actually have a thing about this, and maybe we can save it for a different episode. But like, my thing with Luke is that he doesn't really get taught by either Obi Wan or Yoda. <laughs> Obi Wan puts on a blaster shield on him and says, try not to get shot. And then he goes, use the force. (laughs) And then fucking Yoda goes, stand on your head, try to levitate these rocks just like you took that lightsaber, which you did on your own, and go to this cave. How long is that period? And then Luke goes, guess what, dude? Fuck you. Ten minutes. Like, neither one of them teach between... Four and five, or no, uh, no, five and six. How long is he on Dagobah? He's on Dagobah for like a like two days. Two <laughs> days, really? No, it has to not be even more than that. I mean, because like, sp- no. like traveling was no. no. They're inside of the they're inside of the um, space slug. Yep, <laughs> and then like they go to Cloud City, dude. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the Cloud City could have been like a freaking three week trip. No, they're wearing the same clothes. It's just not likely that it's it's so say it's at most it's one week at most at most. He doesn't learn all the ways of the Force because obviously Vader beats the shit out of him. And then he comes back a year later, and then he's like, yo, I've learned yeah. some things. What are those things? Well, read Shadows of the Empire, and I can tell you about it. But you know what I mean? Like That's the thing. It's like yeah. Obi-Wan and Yoda do not really teach him no, much. No, that's true. 
He does it on his exactly. own. So Ray. So, so wait. So Luke. Luke gets his ass kicked by Vader, but then Ray goes and beats up Kylo Ren. She does because. Are you comparing she... Ray and Kylo to Vader, though. I'm comparing Ray and Luke. I'm saying that Ray gets all the best. I mean, she's what is it, Blade? I get all of their best powers and none of their worst. Like, well, yeah. there's there's also two different aspects of Kylo. One, he's badly hurt. Right. That's that's uh, two, a big thing. And two, which I think is almost the biggest issue with with Jedi or Sith or Force power using people is he has no control. He's lost control. He's so angry that he's he's lost focus. And I think I, that's that to me that was like when he's banging on his leg, it wasn't like oh he's like damaged. To me, I'm like he's losing it, man. He's he's lost it. He he he's lost control, and and that in itself is is a, is a weakness. That and something that maybe Ray like that, that that led wasn't it that scene where he's like holding the lightsaber. They're they're they're, they're clashing, and he, it's I think it's that scene where. He, he goes, join me or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like, like he's, he's, he's like, I'll he's, be your ch- teacher. He's lost it so much. He's he, he's hurt on one hand. He's lost it so much right there that that was almost like him realizing he's losing it, and he's like, I gotta I gotta turn the tide. I gotta maybe I'll, I'll keep her from killing me by having her join me, and then maybe she recognized that. You know, a lot of a lot of fighting and battle is a, is a confidence thing. Well, so so when when she realizes that this guy's hurt, this guy's lost it, and now this guy's trying to change his approach by, oh, you know what I mean, join me or whatever. It's almost like uh, he's failing. He's this is my you know, this is my time to to use this thing that's in my blood or not in my blood, but you know what I mean. Um, let me throw this out. Let me throw this out here to you. The guy. Ben Skywalker was trained by Luke Skywalker in the New Jedi Order. And was able to take out a lot of Jedi. He was able to take out a lot of Jedi. Well, with the help of a whole Knights of the Round Table. It, oh, right, but whatever the true. whatever the fact is, we don't even know if these other guys are Jedi or they're just. Like, Wait, I don't think that they are, but I know that they're good enough to beat a fucking bunch of teenagers. Right, right. but the but the same thing is is like you still have a you still have Ben Skywalker who was originally trained by Luke Skywalker. And we, you know, this is all speculation, anyhow. So, how, who is Ray, and how powerful really is Ray? That's that's that's. If what we Ray have to is look at. the daughter of Luke Skywalker directly, who is supposed to be bringing balance to the Force, then she would be the most powerful Jedi. Yeah. Wherever that balance shows she's, up, she's whatever. strong yeah. enough. She's strong enough. Where Snoke says, "Have you felt the awakening?" Right. All right. This isn't something that that's what I'm saying. There, there has to be. This isn't one thing that always bothered me of both the originals and the prequels is the whole, oh, especially the prequels. They, they're like the chosen one. They, they never really go into that. The chosen one for what? They tried yeah. to in the Clone Wars. Remember that? Did you watch that episode yet? That uh, I don't know. I'm like almost near the end of season three. So maybe okay, me too. Yeah, get get yeah. to that. Uh, get to that arc. And but about that. <laughs> um, like so, and one thing I see here, and again, it goes through the cycles. Uh, have you guys ever read the Dune saga? Not bad for so. It's weird because it starts off with the chosen one, right? But. What happens is they, they breed the chosen one, so it's all in the blood, right? 
Midichlorians. <laughs> well, the point is, she's supposed to have a daughter that's supposed to have a son, right? And but instead of having a daughter that's supposed to have a son, she just has the son. So he's like the chosen one, and and the book one finishes, but then the books continue that he was still a generation before what it was meant to be. His son is actually the chosen one. So maybe in a certain way, Anakin, you know, bringing being the chosen one was, you know, has to do with Luke and has to do with Ray. Maybe it's like a, like a right. bigger picture. Like maybe this, whatever they have planned with Ray, it's not again like the story is not just you know rebels versus empire. It's more and not Jedi's versus Sith. It's just about the Force itself and whatever they have planned for Ray goes literally back to Anakin. Anakin being born and being the quote-unquote chosen one. Or Plagueis using midichlorian to... to create a Jedi who will then eventually come back to kill him. Kill him. But didn't, didn't uh, Palpatine say he killed him? Of course. Well, he, he also said that Snoke was well, <laughs> no, that Plagueis Plagueis. was very wise. Which Does he call... Really do they mention Plagueis in, in the in the movie? Do they, no. do they say no. so? No. Plagueis was the, the Plagueis is our all right non canon version of what Snoke might be. Plagueis right? was Plagueis, Plagueis is canon. Plagueis this is pure canon. In episode three, it's in canon. They mention Plagueis. They they say his name. I I know like in, the Palpatine talks about his master. Three, they do. They do. Okay. Yes. He goes, do you know the tale of Plagueis the Wise? Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. In yes. this movie, they go, Emperor Snoke, or Supreme Leader Snoke is very wise. And then they play that fucking music. Snoke? Yeah, you're right. There, there's because Plagueis, it's 30 Plagueis years was later, also supposedly dead. Remember the story? The story ends where Plagueis is able to cheat death. So Palpatine decides to learn everything he can from him. And then he murders him. But if he was able to cheat death, how does he murder him? Exactly. Man. So does he, he said he he was able to save other people, but you know he wasn't able to save himself. Yeah. Which yeah. I believe I that we'll like see. a lightsaber to the face, making that huge scar on it, like he has, or to his forehead or whatever. I think it's him, honestly. Yeah, that might that might. Be. It's full circle. It's full circle. Spe speaking of, you know, lightsabers to the face, uh, between what Kylo did to, you know, cutting off ties with the family with that event, and the lightsaber to the face, I I'm, I wouldn't be, you know, surprised if he's just completely evil in this next one. He's going to be a he lot more be. badass and a lot darker because now, you know, like I said, I felt they they, they really used the the mask as a border for his duality. When he had it off, he was more human. When he put it on, he felt more confident. He felt more like Vader. Now, with whatever happened to his face, like it, he's almost going to be forced to have it on. Right. So it, it's almost like showing you the transformation was complete. I mean, it did end with you know him saying, bring him back to complete his training now. Yep. Would yeah, you, I mean, let, me, let me pose this question. Would you want to see Ben Skywalker redeemed by the end of this trilogy? Um, I wouldn't mind either way. I feel like they would work it, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's weird because if he doesn't, 
then it ends like Anakin. If he does, then it ends like Vader. How does he I, come back from that? If he's killing his dad. Say like say they make like Ray his Obi-Wan sister. Obi Wan is like Anakin's brother. So so say they make Ray his sister, and then it's just like I gotta redeem my brother, or whatever you know, something cousins, cousins, brother and sister, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to make it. But that's that's like like will Disney allow? Not even allow. Will they will they work towards something more family rich, family like oriented? Like yes, you can always save the ones you love. I think it'll. I mean, if they if they if they do do that, it would be more like a Vader scene where it's like in his death kind of thing. But then you're repeating yourself. Right. Exactly. Did they just repeat themselves in this movie? They did, but <laughs> again, this to me, this was more of a a passing of the torch. It's like, yeah. hey, let's remind everybody what Star Wars is like. Let's introduce the new characters. Let's kind of give them a feel of the formula. I don't expect the next two to be. You know, a repetition of, you know, what is it? Like maybe, maybe it is. Maybe Ray oh, you ends don't, up hanging out with Luke. You don't. And it you don't like think Yoda. that. You don't think Episode Eight's gonna be like the Empire Strikes Back, like the First Order strikes back? I'm pretty sure that Episode Eight will be that, <laughs> um, but I do think that they're gonna get rid of the beat for beat. You yes. know, here's a droid. Especially when they hear Finding the somebody. Review, you know, they, they, they hear what yeah. people are saying. Yeah. yeah, I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna listen to the to the fans and go, "We don't want the beat for beat." Um, let me ask you guys a question: What do you think the next movie is going to be called? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, you can't you can't cause awkward silences on, on podcasts. <laughs> you can't do you can't do an awkward silence. Yeah, we are recording. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I don't know. I will say that I wasn't a very big fan of the titles of the prequels. I did like a New Hope and you know the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, clone, you know the, the Attack of the Clones. Never the, the Phantom Menace. Like Phantom Menace, I guess was okay, but Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the. Uh, I like I like everyone but Attack of the Clones because that just sounds like a B movie. Well, like, Revenge of the Sith is very. It's very like they were trying to like Revenge of the Jedi. Revenge of the Jedi. Yes, they were yes, just uh, trying to do yeah, that. I'm okay with the that, Phantom okay. Menace made sense because yes. it, it had a lot to it, but. Yes. Like Attack of the Clones, like they didn't attack nothing. That one is nothing. the one that bothers me the most. Yeah. I mean. I so, know, I given that it's probably going to be about the bad guys, like the clones, like the Empire. It's Rise about... of the Ren. Oh, that's it. Rise of the Ren. <laughs> or it could be called the First Order. The first, the first order. order. That's the title. The first <laughs> order of the Jedi. First order. The first order of the Jedi. The first order of the first order. Could be something. Path of the Path of the Jedi. I mean, like that would be cool. I don't think they'll do another Jedi title though. It's gonna be Rise of the Red, man. That even two R's in there. It just <laughs> it flows off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Sky walking on sunshine. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, um, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Any other? Because this has been a completely negative podcast. Well, I don't 
don't think it was that bad. It hasn't been that bad, no. But um, anything else you guys want to to touch upon here? Yeah, yeah. The uh, why why does R two wake up at the end of the movie just become again? I mean, he's oh, the un he's the un he's the unsung hero of the galaxy, no matter what. And again, he he reprises his role as that. Is it, you um, think it's a coincidence like, that Ray? That's the first time Ray appears there. I think that's the reason. Again, maybe. because it's probably related to Luke. There's <sighs> so yeah. the, the 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 my belief is that. Going with the title, it's an awakening, literally, for everything. The Force yeah. is awakening, the First Order is awakening, the R2 is awakening. R2 is awakening. <laughs> Honestly, Luke is going to be awakened. Like it's it's reminiscent throughout the entire thing. You know, and obviously when Luke wants to be found is when R2 opens. Because otherwise R2 should have woken up when BB eight was like, Hey, wake the fuck up. I have this map. Yeah. That's when he should have woken up. Well, I mean, if, if yeah. Leia felt Han, you know, Luke could have felt that too. He could have felt everything that's going on there. Why, well, why, why do you think I'm sure he, he did. Why do you think he said nothing at the end of the movie? He was like standing there with his jaw gapping. He's like, what the fuck it just happened? Well, yeah. I have a... <laughs> I have, you mean like he was surprised to see Ray, or no? No, what the I'm. Fuck I'm, across I'm, the I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm just saying, like, 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 like. Seriously, this is like I've been in this movie for one minute. And all this shit happened. You know, it's no. like <laughs> I was just chilling here on Skellig Michael, and you guys. The just... uh, the discussion on Luke honestly will be saved for the next episode because yes. I have some some thoughts on on the next episode will be dedicated to the future. But that might be the reason. I mean, maybe he can somehow, you know. Uh, can 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 the force be connected to artificial intelligence? Can could he have woken R two? He felt well, what was going on and be like, "Yo, R two, snap out of it. It's time." Here's the thing, though: the droids in the world of Star Wars are not normal artificial intelligent because they no. think and they feel. They feel being the biggest thing that is different than almost every other artificial intelligence that we've ever encountered in science fiction. So, like that ability to feel, react, form friendships, love, whatever, that's different. That's what happens in Star Wars. So R2 is connected to to Luke. He's the only one who fucking can understand him other than other droids. So obviously something with him awakening is why R2 awoken. I I think it's bad storytelling, probably. They could have had him wake up, like I said, when BB-8 came across him, but... Just going with the overall, I'm going to suspend disbelief. Luke awoken, so does R2. Yeah. Yes, we'll see. Again, one of those, we'll have to wait for eight. Yeah, to find of out. course. <laughs> 562 days later, whatever it is. At least we get Rogue One in the meantime. Yes. And more Rebels. i got to start that, by the way. <laughs> anyway. Yes, you do. Um, all right, any other final thoughts, guys? I gotta go see the movie again. That's my yeah, I know final thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well then, yeah, check us out. Uh, this is Towel Late Talk. We are part of the Don't Forget a Towel podcast network. Uh, Don'tForgetATowel.com has everything you need for all things geekly. Um, we have a donation uh, a donation page set up on the uh, on the main page there. Kickback for um, getting better equipment, site fees, all that fun stuff. Uh, Chris, where can you find us on our social media? 
Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L, D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L. Uh, on Facebook, it's Don't Forget to Tell One. Uh, you know, check us out. Leave us some comments, feedback, you know, ideas for future episodes. You know, we don't always have to talk about Star Wars, but, you know, <laughs> um, you know, rate us on iTunes and Stitchers, you know, and, you know, email us. Tell us what you think. If we suck, we suck. If you, you want to be a part of the uh, Towelite Nation, uh, jump on board. Absolutely. Um, all right, so this is Casey saying Constable Zuvio is my spirit animal. That's all you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> May the force be with us. Mm-hmm.